Fanny Pack Wrestling is a proud member of Diamond Club and the Freaking Awesome Network. Check out more great content at diamondclub.tv and freakingawesomenetwork.com. Nachos amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I'm Petey Rave, and I wasn't starting a trap song right there by saying it that way. Uh I was just introducing podcast. Here with me, as always, is my tag team partner, my fellow struggling baseball fan, and my best friend, David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, DJM? Hello, PD Rave, Buenos Tacos, Muchachos, the good ship Fanny Pack rides once again. Mm-hmm. And we are gathered to talk about wrestling, and we're going to talk about none other than Shinnihon Pro Res, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, an event by the name of Dominion. Uh, Deech, what can you tell us about <coughs> this event, and what context could you give us? Well, Dominion was the most recent major pay-per-view show coming to us from the King of Sports, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It took place at Sumo Hall in Tokyo uh, earlier this month, July 5th to be exact. And the headlining match was IWGP Heavyweight Champion of the World, the phenomenal AJ Styles, taking on the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. The Okada himself. The Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Um, and of course, we got a couple of fantastic guests to join us uh on this journey. First of all, we have my co-host on Record Breakers, returning champ, multiple time guests here on the show, none other than Patty McSwag himself, Patrick Swagger. How you doing, Mr. McSwag? I, I'm doing all right tonight. I, I'm waiting for my championship belt to come in the mail. Mm-hmm. And Deej, who do we got else on the show? Well, we have a brand new guest on the Good Ship Fanny Pack this evening, coming to us via the interwebs, courtesy of the Intelligent Podcast, regular contributor of Anime3000.com, the angel-winged brawler himself, Frank Emax. A.W., thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. I do want to give a fair warning. I um, I'm not a noob at it all. I'm not I'm not a noob at it, but a lot of the more recent things that may have kind of flew over my head. But I know I, I was big into the old school wrestling, both, and that's both WWE, WC, well WWF back when it was that WCW, even some of the uh, other wrestlers at the Fire Pro Wrestling games were based off of. Yes, <laughs> and as you should. <laughs> then you're you're perfect for the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast because this this is what we want you to see outside of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. We, we are trying to get people out of the bubble. 
as yes. it were. So as it were. Uh, I believe I believe New Japan's pro pro wrestling Dominion show is a great example of what is out there. Yes. So PD Ray, without further ado, let us jump in to New Japan. Yes, a uh, fantastic event, a big time event. A long event. Uh, we got a lot yeah, of content I, to I'm talk sorry, about. guys. I, I should have told you that when it comes to a lot of Japanese wrestling shows, a lot of the major shows, whether it's Noah at the Budokan or, or one of the shows at Sumo Hall or the Tokyo Dome, I'm sorry I didn't tell you guys this. Usually the first couple of matches of the show you can probably skip. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Like, I, for I example, the, 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 the uh, 10-man tag match, fun little match. Probably not major, uh, and but we, you know, it, it was a fun little match. We got a little Jushin Thunder Liger, a little Tiger Mask, a little Yuji Nagata for good measure. Uh, and it was still cool. Uh, and then we start the show proper, and that was the dark match. We start the show proper with uh, the Young Bucks defending the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles against. Ropongi Vice of Ber- Trent Beretta, or just Beretta, and Rocky Romero, my fellow Cuban brethren, uh, and Red Dragon, the team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, you know, getting into the first match, I'll start with you. I'll start with A-Dub. A-Dub, what was your first impression? Did, what expectations did you have coming into this event? What was your first impression going into this, uh, into these first couple of matches in this tag match? And uh, also yeah. for me, AW, I want to ask: uh, Did you know anything about Japanese wrestling or or New Japan at all before coming into this? Um, actually, yeah, I actually did hear about uh, hear about things a few times. Like one, like I've I've had a lot of random things I did before I landed on the uh, podcast. One of them was following. Uh, uh, wrestling too, and generally dive into it. And as you said, the first couple of matches did kind of remind me of the kind of like the old school WWF pay per views. Skip past the first ones unless you want to sit there and watch something that's about as weird as watching Kamala run from Undertaker. <laughs> you skip it. Yeah. Um. But then you get into the the first kind of like. Proper uh, tag match, IWGP, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. What was your impression of that match? Um, well, that one. Now, now, see, that one is the one that kind of weirded me out. I guess because I'm so used to, uh, I'm so used to old school WCW cruiserweights, and I, so I was expecting cruiserweights. I was thinking a lot of high flying, jumping off the ropes type of stuff going on. It was just. And it didn't. It, it wasn't what I thought. Yeah. I mean, it was a. I mean, now one thing I can say is a lot of the a lot of it reminded me more of like matches with Dolph Ziggler when he was in WWE. Uh, I used to say at the time he's good. He, he's good with his mat skills. And I feel like hey, it's a lot. They're a lot better with their mat skills. But I didn't see all the over the top people flipping all over the ropes nonsense ninjutsu type of thing. I thought I was gonna see. Which is especially surprising, considering the Young Bucks, yes. who are the the epitome of the, as Petey would say, the super kicks and the flippy flops. Yes, right. They are the epitome of that uh, in the modern age. Red Dragon, however, uh, uh, 
uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, two guys I really enjoy. Uh, they they are guys that really incorporate a lot of MMA influence into their style into what they do. So they they can do all of the the super kicks and flippy flops, but Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are are uber technicians. Bobby yes. Fish being sort of a disciple of Daniel Bryan and Kyle O'Reilly being an amateur MMA guy. Uh, Swagger, uh, the opening contest for the IWGP Junior Titles. What did you think? Uh, first off, I love the Young Bucks. I, I call them uh, Tiny Shawn Michaels and other Tiny Shawn Michaels because I think that it's probably exactly who they want to be. Slick um, Nick in action, Matt Jackson. Yes. Yeah, they are. I they're to me one of the greatest things this being on this podcast ever introduced me to was the knowledge that that not only are there two tiny clones of of Shawn Michaels out there, but they're a spectacular tag team. Um, They're also I, born again, born again Christians, just like Sean. Oh, don't freaking ruin this for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they um, are heels. <laughs> yeah, they are heels. I, I'm usually not a big heel guy, but I like these guys. Um, it, this is this is an opener in a lot of ways, and when your opener, is, you know, has belts on the line, that that says something. Um, you got a you got a decent match here. I, I'm not a fan of the whole Bullet Club gimmick. It is it is. I feel like it's uh, – there was that time in the day when we all realized that NWO was played out, and I feel like Bullet Club reached that in record time by stealing all of NWO and DX's gimmicks and just rehashing them again You know, 20 there, years there later. There was a time when it was all fun, and it was a good period, but I think – It's think starting to wear thin it's, a it's, the, yeah. it's worn away. It's and I, I'm over it, but I love I love watching the Young Bucks. This is not their their best match ever, and actually Beretta and Rocky Romero I liked more. I've ne- they're the two in this match I've never seen, yeah. and they were really? surprisingly so, okay. Well, you know, you've Trent seen Rocky Romero, yeah, you've seen Rocky Romero for sure, because I know you watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom. He was in yeah. a previous team known as the Forever Hooligans uh, ah. with Alex Kozlov. Or I don't know what which name he's yeah, using. He, he, he wasn't memorable then, but he was more memorable now. Yes. Now Trip Beretta, on the other hand, was kind of a guy who was signed to World Wrestling Entertainment, but I don't know if you could call him a WWE superstar because he never did much of anything. Yeah. Uh, and he was kind of doing what a lot of guys on the indies do tag teaming with Chuck Taylor and riding on his coattails for a little bit. Yeah. Until <laughs> I mean if you're going to have you're going to have some ch- some coattails to ride on, Chucky e. T's coattails are some good ones. Yeah. Yes. Uh, until he got signed by New Japan and him and Rocky Romero became Rapungi Vice. Uh which which and, they kind of have a fun theme, I have to say. <laughs> they kind of have a fun. Uh, uh, I don't know, the fu- the theme is a little fun and <laughs> If there's one thing about Rocky Romero that, that I dislike, and I love Rocky Romero, he's criminally underrated. Uh, it, it's that theme song. <laughs> and, and, and that he went from one really enjoyable tag team partner to another. Yeah. To, yeah. to Trent Beretta. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do, I do enjoy some Rocky Romero. I like, I especially like the fact I get to see, like I said, a Cuban, you know, a Cuban brethren out there doing it, doing it big, uh, other than Conan, <laughs> who I think has uh, at some point forgot he's Cuban. Uh, I don't know. At some point he forgot he's Cuban. Uh, probably by the time he moved out of Miami. 
Um, which a lot of people who move out of Miami do. Uh, but that's a, that's aside. We have a lot of wrestling to cover, so I shouldn't get into these tangents. But yeah, fantastic little junior, a fun little junior heavyweight tag title contest. Uh, to another tag contest, we had, uh, the, um, another Bullet Club contingent, uh, Bad Luck Fale, uh, and the, the, that Japanese guy who's in the Bullet Club that nobody likes. Yujiro Takahashi. Exactly. Uh, this time with a different, uh, piece of arm candy, uh, than I've seen him before. I guess they, you know, they signed somebody new. Uh, I, I'm, I still haven't located her Instagram, but I am on the, I am on it. I'm working on it. I bet you are, PD. Yes, I, I bet am. You are. Uh, but they were teaming against the team of Tetsuya Naito and Tomoaki Honma, a guy that everyone likes. <laughs> and te- with Tetsuya Naito, a guy that pretty much only I like. <laughs> uh, who kind of had, I, 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 I will say. <laughs> he was this- so close to being a main eventer. <laughs> He was so close. I like him just on this match. Uh, and I've seen him before, and I'm pretty sure I've, I've liked him before, too. Uh, so you and I are the two people that like Tetsu and Ido. <laughs> uh, but Tomoaki Honma, doing his Tomoaki Honma thing. Uh, A.W., what was your impression of this tag team contest? It wasn't a major one, but it had some kind of fun moments. Okay, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, this is one of the ones that I watch bits and pieces of because it it seemed to do that that thing where it dragged on kind of, you know, kind of WWF uh, WWE style where they took commercial in the middle. Like if this was on TV, I feel like they would have took some commercials in the middle. It kind of dragged on a bit, so I kind of skipped through it. So I I can't really say. <laughs> that that's perfectly understandable uh, for where things are at right now. Hanma is kind of on the rise, and Naito is in the midst of a heel turn. So yeah. he's he's kind of in that weird space right now where not a lot's going on. Yeah, and then there was not a lot of this. And, ba- and Bad Luck Fale just kind of... I did, I did see a pretty <laughs> awesome finishing move. At least I thought it was a finishing move. Yeah. Or trademark moves. I'm like, hey, what is this? Yes. <laughs> so I got that out of it. The Stardust pressed from Naito. Yes, the Stardust press, and of course, or more, or even more likely, the fantastic, beautiful, majestic diving headbutt from Honma, uh, which you know he, he, he finally he landed it right at the end. He tried it a couple times uh, from you know standing position. Uh, it didn't work out, but he finally landed that one, and he finally landed the flying headbutt to win the match. Uh, Just for context for AW and, and Swagger, that's like Ric Flair's double X handle. Yes. <laughs> it, it, exactly. It's essentially the same thing. The move that when, never whenever, lands. Or like Kurt Angle's move. Whenever Ric Flair tries to go up to the ropes, he, he always gets caught and thrown off. Yeah. That's what Hanma's headbutt is. And yes. when he does hit it at a major show, it, it's a huge deal. Yes. Uh, Swag. I would have guessed that it was kind of more like. Rey Mysterio six one nine. It, it might hit. It might not. And if it does, okay. It, it felt. Like, I think I, I definitely understand <laughs> how it would feel that way from from uh, looking from the outside, uh, not knowing the context. Swag. What was your impression of this uh, tag contest? Uh, my previous experience with Hanma has led me to love Hanma. <laughs> he's just 
he is he is Japanese wrestler man. Like that is that is who he is. He's just like he is a really good example of what Japanese. His, his broken are. larynx gives him that perfect old Japanese wrestler. <laughs> like he previously uh-huh. had a throat injury, so he has that. <laughs> so that that, yes. that perfect like exactly. yeah exactly. <laughs> The Japanese deathmatch style will do that to a guy for sure because he he was a, a deathmatch guy but yes. before New Japan. Oof. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I love the disinterested partner gimmick. Like it is, it's a great old fashioned. We just crammed two people in this match. Watch hilarity ensue, and like... that's what you got out of this match. And Naito had that had this very weird. He's either walking and doesn't give a shit, or he's beating the fuck out of you style. Yeah, and it's, it's either it's either like shambling or or like moving very quickly. And it was a really cool thing to watch. Yeah, and like... Hanma's a snappy dresser. I just I want to say it. <laughs> Hanma knows how to fucking roll into a ring and look like you know Mr. Yeah. Japanese wrestler man. <laughs> I will provide some context for Tetsuya Naito. Uh, he won the 2013 G1 tournament. Uh, and he was not quite getting to the level of Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Kazushika Okada, Shinsuke Nakamura, but he was probably number four for a little bit. He was number four. And then the crowds kind of started not reacting to him too well, and then he went to Mexico for a little bit and started hanging out with a heel faction in Mexico called Los Ignorables. Yes. And they're a heel faction in CMLL. And since coming back, Naito's been like, oh, so what? You guys don't like me anymore? Uh, I I was like this close to being IWGB champion. I was this close to beating Okada. In fact, I beat him in the tournament. Now you don't like me? Yeah. Fine. Fuck all y'all then. (laughs) Fuck all y'all. I'm with Naito because I'm not the biggest Okada fan either. Yes. Uh, that being said, it was a kind of an okay match, uh, just mainly because n- nobody really likes bad, bad luck Fale or Yujiro Takahashi. No. I don't, I don't understand why they're still there. Uh, like, I would like- well, well, Fale is big. And, and he's the underboss. He's like a, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a big man in NBA. He just, cause they're big, they, they kind of fit a role. Not, not because of talent. It's like a left-handed no. reliever. She's <laughs> like Shaq. It doesn't matter. He's just big in there. He's huge. I, I, all right. Let's not talk about it. Um, moving on to the next match, because that was a fun match and a fun moment to end that match, especially if you love Hanma, like many of us do, uh, into a much more serious match. <laughs> let's get serious for a second, uh, for, for a good 11 minutes, 48 seconds to be exact. Uh, we had, the Gracie Hunter, I believe uh, that's the the right noun. Gracie Hunter, uh, Kazu, Kazushi Sakuraba, taking on the zero fucks given uh, son of a gun of Katsuyori Shibata, uh, Mister Personality himself. Yes, sir. Uh, if if the black tights and uh, no no knee pads. Uh, I don't remember. Does he wear knee pads? God damn it! I can't believe it. I, f- I forgot. I I don't think he does. Yeah, because if, he, if he, the... he's he's Mister Super Serious Pro, he's serious business, serious pants. Uh, uh Shibata. <laughs> uh, another guy who was 
he he actually came into New Japan at the same time as Tanahashi and Nakamura, but he he left to try and do MMA because he he's super serious and, and super that's surreal. actually and that's the truth. He actually did leave to try and do MMA. It didn't go very well for him. I think he was two and three. Yeah. Uh, but now that he's back in New Japan, he's trying to make his way back up the ladder. And this match uh, was another uh, MMA-influenced pro wrestler, except this gentleman, Sakuraba, has actually been successful in MMA. Yeah. So th- this was this was a, a very let's serious... Serious? Very s- strong style match. Let's, uh, let's... Swagger, Swagger, what did you think of this one? So, first thing I noticed, uh, Sakuraba, I, I watched Wrestle Kingdom 9. That was my intro to New Japan, which if you're going to pick an intro to a wrestling promotion... Jesus, Wrestle Kingdom 9 is like the greatest thing ever. Uh, so I, I liked that. He was in this basically shoot fight with another old wrestler slash MMA guy because in Japan, they really do like to, like to kind of blend the two together sometimes. Like there's sort of the, there's actual MMA, there's wrestling, and then there's sort of that weird hybrid shoot fighting pan craze thing that kind of went on for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, this is a, what I call what I said. Like this is as close to a real match as you get to see in professional wrestling, like a like a real fight. Shooto, I mean, as it is called. Yeah, shoot, shoot fighting. Like the, the the whole notion of shoot fighting. And I feel like you know you you have the wily veteran and the young upstart, and that's always a decent story if you know how to tell it in the ring. And they did. Um, it, I really actually, I'm not usually the one for like the, the, the actual fights, but this was super serious. Yeah. And it was, it was because they, they had a good flow to it. It moved. It didn't get boring very often. And it kind of was very evenly matched and one guy just won. Mm -hmm. Uh, a dub. This is something that I think is something, a style uh, that didn't, wasn't quite as prevalent in your era of wrestling, but I, I'm not to assume things, but what was your impression of uh, this contest? This now was pretty popular. Uh, uh, one of the most famous ah. wrestlers that everybody liked back then was Stone Cold. And Stone Cold kind of fights like that. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really grab his boots, kind of hard hits mostly. It, it kind of reminded me of two, like, like there was a match even. With Stone Cold versus Ben Wyatt at one point, this match really reminded me of that. I'm like, oh, so that's what they call this style. A W. A W. Sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but you're going a little T pain on us. Yes. <laughs> you might want to go ahead and turn off the camera. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. I love you. I love looking at you, but I want to hear you. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah, I was saying Stone Cold used to fight like this all the time, and I never uh, knew a name for it. I just noticed that I'm like, this is wrestling, but Stone Cold is mostly, you know, throwing these heavy hits and doing these power moves that don't really require grappling of any sort. And so this fight is kind of like it kind of remind me of like uh, one battle with Stone Cold versus Benoit at one point. So I'm like, they do have a name for this, and it's actually one of my favorite styles of uh, fighting to see in a wrestling match. Because, yeah, you know, people are going to grab each other and throw them all over the place, but I actually like the way that this battle went out like that. Yeah, Because it, it kind of reminded me of that. 
also aw as you probably already know chris benoit is a product of the new japan dojo so this is this is definitely something that has influence in that world the the new japan Uh, strong style strong style i actually had no idea that benoit was uh from there uh from the new japan dojo after after, that's probably why then (laughs) after the stewhart dungeon he was a very successful junior heavyweight in new japan for a few years and he he was a product of of the new japan dojo the the best comparison that you could probably make is i suppose fergal debit now in wwe is finn balor yeah I think yeah, that that that's a fair comparison, and and the, this style is very quintessential, strong style. Uh, I'm gonna elbow the crap out of you, or forearm the crap out of you, do some palm strikes, and then kick you in the face, and I win. <laughs> it's uh, like ultimate muscle, punch, punch, punch. <laughs> again, again, Japan. This, yes. this New Japan is where all of this comes from, Aiden. Yes. Uh, and there's and yeah, with the NWO invasion, uh, and probably where they got Kevin Mask from. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Uh, and then we go from that very serious match, uh, to a very kind of fun match that I think had a serious had a a serious aspiration, but had a lot of fun and good feels to it, which was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship contest. Uh, the IWGP Junior Heavy Stick Championship. Uh, Kushida challenging the cleaner of the Bullet Club, Kenny Omega. Um, Kenny Omega, uh, who I, who everyone loves, I think. How can you not love Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. Kenny Kushida could come out with a freaking, uh, toothpick in his mouth and say, hey, yo, and everyone would be cool. Everyone would be like, no, no, you actually get to do that. We're, we're but, cool. but I'm making sure I'm not getting my character mixed up because the first time I saw him, wasn't he the one who wrestled against the little girl? Yes, yes, that is yes. Kenny Omega. That is Kenny Omega. <laughs> he he is one who can beat the crap out of a little girl, and you still like him. He's good. Yeah, he is for all intents and purposes the most popular gaijin wrestler in in Japanese pro wrestling in maybe 10, 15 years, and and, and probably in part because he speaks the language. Because uh, by, by he's all also accounts, also a huge ota- otaku. Yes. Oh my god, he's such he's a nerd. A, and and and, and I, you I can this. you can see it in this because he's essentially it's like all right, you're gonna play a heel, and he just transformed into Solid Snake, and it was like what is that? All right, all right, fine, whatever, Kenny, just just do it. It's like what are you, what are you gonna do? It's Kenny Omega. He's gonna do like, that. And then like he he wants to be a mean heel guy, but when he takes out that that broom and goes. Phew, it's like, oh, and, Kenny, and in his and his promos, he he actually does an evil laugh, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. I am the master of the dark custodial arts. Yes. I'm Kenny Omega. You fools! He's such a dork, and that's just a, he's, he's no, such he's a huge him. dork, and I love him. Also, <laughs> from his main villain point, but then you go and give him an anime villain's personality. Yes. And I'm like, yes, he's Triple that H is Kenny Omega. Yes. Personality. That is like, exactly right. It's like, you need also, to be a bad guy. It's like, alright, I've seen enough animes. I know how to play a villain. And that is what he's doing, basically. He's basically doing that. <laughs> you gotta love as opposed part. to when he was a babyface character, when he was 
himself, basically. Yes. <laughs> wrestling Weeaboo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, is there a story behind the love him. room that I don't know about? Uh, he's the cleaner. Like he comes out sweeping and doing the broom. He's the cleaner. The he, he, was, like... he was brought in. Uh, he signed with New Japan uh, after being on the indie scene for, for a while. Uh, and he had originally said that he wasn't going to join the Bullet Club. But then it was like, I lied, LOL. And they stopped speaking and, Japanese and started speaking only English because it's a guy. And the group. Bullet Club brought him in to clean up the junior heavyweight division. And he did. He became junior heavyweight champion. And he had cleaned everybody up. He was beating everybody. Uh, which led to Kushida winning the 2015 Battle of the Super Juniors tournament and earning himself a title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Swagger. What did you think of this contest? This is a really, really incredible example of how a really great heel can put someone so far over. Uh, Kushida is a very, like, just based on promo, you know, his promos in a language I don't understand, based entirely on the visual storytelling, is one of us. He's a nerd. He's loved wrestling his whole life. This is his dream. This is where he wants to be. And Kenny Omega is this, you know, arrogant, you know, quote unquote gaijin among among, you know, against this, you know, hometown Japanese boy. And and it is it is a really good example of how of why wrestling needs good heels and what a good heel means to to anyone. You know, taking taking, you know, him being this this, you know, arrogant champion who who's nobody's supposed to like. And and then losing the belt in in what was a really incredible reversal to finish the match yeah. to a guy that everyone was ready to love and now I presume adores. Yeah, Kushida is fantastic. Uh, Kushida no for a while had been in a tag team with Alex Shelley, known as the Time Splitters, and they were very very popular. Uh, Alex Shelley is taking an extended leave of absence, and Kushida has always been really good in his own right. And now it's his time to shine. Uh, we had a title change. Kushida uh, ca- countered the one-winged angel uh, mm-hmm. into a an arm bar for the win. Yeah. He became the new junior heavyweight champion. A-Dub, uh, wh- what was your impression of the contest? I've kind of seen the, the junior heavyweights go at it. It's going to come out completely by Angel, I'm going to just kind of root for that fellow. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's okay. It's, Everybody loves it's so close Omega. Guy. It's okay. He is, he is the best kind of heel because the guy can go in the ring. Like, My... he is, it's totally okay to like Kenny Omega. Yes, he's a heel, but everyone loves him anyway. Yes, because he's a dork. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what was it? What, what did you have any other thoughts on the contest? I bet. At the expense of not sounding like a complete fangirl and just, you know, thing that happened in that match, I would look at it and I think to myself, this reminds me of my wrestling days when I used to watch WCW and watch Heat and watch even the the Luchador wrestling uh, on the Spanish channel. I didn't know what the heck they were saying. This reminds me of those days. You can put, I feel like you put him in a ring with just himself and have him wrestle his own broom. It'll be exciting. Wait. <laughs> what? Okay. 
I'm going to give you an opportunity here, AW, because mm-hmm. Kenny Omega wrestled in a Japanese indie promotion called DDT. So I'm going to give you some YouTube material. So just look up anything Kenny Omega did in DDT, uh, including wrestling Ramu-chan, or his tag team match with Kota Ibushi, uh, where they wrestled uh, a blow-up doll. So, yes. See? See? <laughs> I've been uh, entertaining. Now, I've had, did he, entertaining. Now, did he wrestle the broom in DDT? I'm, I know that the broom had held the title, the, the I, open I don't know heavy metalweight. I uh, he or Ibushi wrestled a broom although i know a blow-up doll was definitely involved. yes yoshihinko uh <laughs> i believe that was the name yoshihinko he actually wrestled a broom yeah I, I i don't know about the broom but the blow-up doll for sure i know the blow-up doll and he lost to a broom because he said the broom had the title hat well how do you it, lose it, to a broom <laughs> well you know well it, how do you lose to a ladder the t- the, the ladder fell on and somebody counted <laughs> the fan the, 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 broom. the title was contested under 24-7 rules, and uh, the, the ladder fell down on top of somebody, and the referee counted three. Yes. Also, a puppy held that same title at some point. Yeah. I feel like I need to watch more DDT, apparently. Yes. Apparently, I'm missing The weird goofiness that I, that I feel like we missed, and like if you're watching just the mainstream stuff, like WWE and TNA, they used to have that goofy stuff. It was called Degeneration X, and they went away. Now all the goofy stuff that I like is elsewhere. And I'm like, now I know where to find it. Yes. We might have, to, we might have yes. to both of you. Petey. You know what? Petey. We're going to have to have a sequel with this duo to talk about DDT. Petey, <laughs> we, we got another one. Yes. We got one more. Yeah, we're going to have to we're gonna look forward to the, We're going to bring this duo back, talk some DDT. You're going you're gonna to have some fun. Uh Kenny Omega is like the prince of wrestling because Prince can't make anything entertaining because he's Prince and he does weird things. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is Kenny Omega. Uh, uh, shirts versus Kenny blouses. Omega, like some assless tights just to full on Prince. Maybe a weird comparison, but yes. Let's have let's have a three on three tag match: shirts versus blouses. Uh, <laughs> Gay blouses. Um. All right. So. And that was, I mean, it, all, that, there's not much else you can say. It's Kenny Omega. It's fantastic. Koshida's fantastic. Koshida's great, too. Uh, now we get to exciting, high-flying, fun action to two big dudes hitting the crap out of each other. Uh, <laughs> we had Tomohiro Ishii uh, taking, uh, take, challenging for the never-open-weight title uh, against champion... Togi Makabe. Speaking of uh, deathmatch guys, <laughs> speaking of deathmatch guys, you can look at his forehead and know he's a deathmatch guy. Um, and speaking of guys who's got the with the bad throat and the uh, thing, uh, Togi Makabe, the quintessential that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is that guy. They and contending uh, 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 for a title, which. At this point, he's even gotten even more comical with the original intent and now the existence of, which is never was supposed to be the new age evolution, you know, some or other. It was supposed to be young guys. The, the never open weight championship was essentially supposed to be the same thing as the NXT title. Or the uh, Young today. Lions Cup or something like that, you know. 
but the first two name for the title come from that's a weird title name never Uh, never it is an abbreviation for kind of the offshoot promotion that new japan tried to do for a while again sort of like what nxt is now uh the actual abbreviation for never stands for new blood evolution valiantly eternal and radical radical uh because japan Japan. Uh, and the new That's blood, and it was funny. supposed to be young guys, uh, but uh, every man, every person who has held the title is uh, has been in their thirties or forties. Uh, the first one of which was Masato Tanaka, uh, <laughs> the, that young kid, that young you know, kid watching ECW. <laughs> uh, Tetsuya Naito being another one, which counts because he's you know, but he's back he was then. a man back, yeah, back then. Well, it was only uh, 20 Tomohiro Ishii. But, uh, you know, and guys like y- Yujiro Takahashi. Cause... Um, but, yeah, th- this uh, this title has... It, it, was a me- it was essentially meant to be the, the young guy title, kind of like NXT. Now it's more or less the, the hardcore title, maybe... Maybe almost the the United States slash hardcore title, j- just for the guys that are popular but don't really have anything to do. Yeah, uh, Ishii was the former champion, but he was dealing with a serious shoulder injury. Yeah, and Makabe beat him. At, I believe he beat him at Wrestle Kingdom Wrestle Nine. Kingdom was it? Nine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was at Wrestle Kingdom watched. Nine. And they've been in a. Pretty it seemed like to me it went from. They've been a pretty heated rivalry so ever since. Yeah. Go ahead, Adub. Like to me, it went from something that would have been considered like the Intercontinental Championship, and then end up being something that's more considered like the Hardcore. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, uh, like, because Makabe, for all intents and purposes, is New Japan's Hardcore guy, not quite Deathmatch guy anymore. Yeah, but he, he's the closest thing they have to a Hardcore guy. Yeah, and uh, he's he's a big mean dude. And so is Ishii, and they they went in, into the ring and they decided to hit the crap out of each other. Uh, A dubs. Uh, I know you said you liked the the brawling, you liked the strong style. Uh, this was definitely strong style, and those these was definitely strong style guys. What was your impression of, of this contest? I, I, I'm not trying to say this to be as a pun because we're talking about Japanese wrestling, but it reminded me of a guy. Battle. Like two huge monsters is going at it. Yeah, like if, if Big Show actually had the chance to actually go against Under Giant, it probably would have ended up like this. I, yeah. I felt like I was watching a Godzilla battle, but with people. Mm-hmm. Like, one, one thing I noticed from just watching this one is that every match has this overall feel to it where. Even when it's a serious match or one where they're just going blow for blow and power moves, every match just has this overall feel where it's just constantly reminding you, like, hey, this is Japanese as hell. This is very Japanese. <laughs> that's this overall flow that it reminds you. I like that about it. Yeah, it is Japanese as hell uh, in various parts. Uh, Swagger, what was your impression of this uh, brawl? <laughs> uh it was a good old-fashioned slobber knocker TM. 
Yeah. Uh, I I really couldn't have cared less. It wasn't that good of a match at Wrestle Kingdom 9. It wasn't that good now. I did realize that Togi is basically, uh, if you give him some white sunglasses on the back of his head, he's Asian Guy Fieri. You'll never get that image <laughs> out of your head. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Huh. I, I guess so. I mean, just the next time you see him, picture a pair of white sunglasses wrapped around the back of his head while he's indoors for no apparent reason. It does. It does motivate me to finally get around to to going and finding Guy Fieri and slashing his forehead a bunch of times. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, that that would be. Which is unrelated to wrestling. It's just a general desire. Opinions expressed by PD Ray do not necessarily reflect those of. Are you a Guy Fieri apologist, DJ? No, he's just not a. He's not going to endorse slashing people's forehead for no reason. I I can't. I can't. No matter who they are, I can't abide that. I'm sorry. Uh, But yeah, this one's this one's this one's an acquired taste for sure. With that match, Uh, we had a kind of a a good slobber knocker to kind of uh, full on just regular old Gaijin style a tag team contest. Hunting contest. I have to have some thoughts about uh, mainly on some storyline, but uh, moving on from that, we have the IWGP Tag Team Title, the regular heavyweight tag team title, or just tag team title, I guess. Uh, we had Bullet Club contingent of Doc Gallows and Machine Gun Carl Anderson, uh, accompanied to the ring by Amber. As I like to call them, the the Bullet Club A Team. Yes, exactly. Accompanied to the ring by Amber Gallows, Nay O'Neill. Uh, Amber O'Neill in the indie circuit here in the States, uh, most of the time. Although I think she's permanently going by Amber Gallows, but, uh, that, yeah. that's neither here nor there. Uh, the good sister in law. She's a good sister. sister or the bullet babe. Which is, uh, whatever. Uh, taking on, uh, changing, challenging for the IWGB tag team titles. Uh, taking on the kingdom of Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, accompanied to the ring by Maria Canellis, uh, and her hips, apparently, uh, as the announcers Mike were. Mike Bennett's wife. Yeah, Mike Bennett's wife. Um, I'll have, I'll have some thoughts on some specific things. Uh, but let's go to you guys. Swagger, what was your impression of this contest? Um, so let me get this out of the way. I hate Doc Gallows. I don't know why. I just find him to be the least compelling wrestler in the world. Like, he doesn't do anything interesting. He's just kind of big, but he's not that exciting of a big guy. Like, he doesn't do crazy big things. He's just sort of bigger than everyone. I will say this. uh, Outside of the ring, uh, in podcast form and in Colt Cabana movie documentaries, he he has a ton of personality. Okay, it, it, it's just unfortunate that here it's not wrestling it personality. No, don't it, like. No, and, no. And doubling down on that, I hate with the passion of a thousand burning suns, Amber Gallows. I hate her. She looks like she just sucked the chrome off a trailer hitch. <laughs> I hate her. As like, someone who I don't know why, someone who has watched Amber My, O'Neill. Uh, through the years, whether through Shimmer or or various women's wrestling promotions, uh, I'll say this: I believe she's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, I just <laughs> I find nothing likable about them. Uh, Michael Bennett, I've seen in the ring a couple times. He's good. He's you know he's he's a wrestler. Uh, 
Also, can we just talk about how the New Japan Pro Wrestling cameramen really yes, like yes. Maria Kanellis? Yeah, I mean, Maria like, Kanellis yeah, is a particular like, part about like, it. All I could think was this feels so much like like Attitude Era Sable obsession. Yeah, and not like and not in a good way. I mean, that she's was. Lovely I think that it's because but... New Japan really just really does not know what to do with the really pretty white girl. They they just don't know they what don't to know do. They don't know what so to do with women. They just zoom in on her crotch. They don't it, know. It's, it's like an anime, almost. It's like yeah. an anime where it's just the really super attractive girl from America, and all of the dudes in the school just go, oh. Yeah, I think and New Japan doesn't know what to do with kinda, women, period. I yeah, think... They, I think yeah, they really don't, and it's a problem. Japan has one of the longest, richest history of women's wrestling ever. Some of the most respected women's wrestlers, well, some of the most respected wrestlers that happen to be women, uh, come from Japan. Uh, it was a point of contention, but a, a point that I agreed on in a previous episode, uh, but, uh, and which we don't get, need to get into, but it, it is where it comes from. You know, Japan knows women's wrestling. Two words, this is, Manami Toyota. Exactly. That's all you need to know. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling, for all intents and purposes, is the biggest stage of professional wrestling in Japan. There are other promotions out there. They exist and they hang out. But that's the biggest stage. Uh, yes, but to be fair, Petey, most of the success of Joshi Pro Res was in-house. It was all Japan women's wrestling. It was yes. Gaia, which was exclusively women. Yes. New Japan, all Japan, all of those other major promotions were specific were specifically exclusively male. Yes. So something like this, coupled with the fact that Jado and Gato, who who book New Japan really in the last few years have shown that they have a really serious hard-on for American wrestling, it's not entirely surprising that they're doing this. Yeah, and then we get to the moments where you heard, and, you know, uh, I don't, I thought you guys caught it, but I was listening to the commentary. I heard the word heap, uh, and I know, and if I, knowing from what it is applied in Korean, I imagine it's the same in Japanese, I mean, I know that heap uh, is specifically referring to that ass, uh, there are specific words to butt for butt and ass, but when somebody's talking about hip, they're talking about dad ass though, specifically rather than saying a butt or an ass. <laughs> and I heard the commentary and I heard hip, so I know that they, when it was zeroed in, I knew the commentators was like, "Oh, Maria Canellas, look at that ass though, look at that ass." You you could just imagine the commentary team doing the best they can to try and pray that the camera wouldn't go to them and their nose wasn't bleeding. Exactly. And it was... And I had a problem like, with that. I, I thought we were over that. I thought that ended... Like when when like they broke up the NWO and DX. Like I thought that was the end of that era and we had moved on. Not for Jado and Gato. Not for Jado. And apparently, Gato. apparently for that match, it was yeah. And you know, she was she was the one with the ass. She was the damsel in distress. Uh, she, you know, got at least for uh, the moments in the match, and I imagine it was just the group there. They decided to do it on their own. Amber Gallows at least got a clothesline in there and beat up the girl. Uh, but. 
I don't want to. I'm not going to start throwing away around words like problematic or anything like that. But it bothered those little moments bothered me. Otherwise, it was actually a pretty cool contest. I don't know. Uh, A Dub, what did you think of the contest? <laughs> okay, before we go on that, let's talk about the camera angles and everything like yes. you were saying. It's almost as if I mean, with the with the limited amount of of uh, actual spoken dialogue that I can understand from Japanese, it seemed like. The, it was like the announcer was like the Japanese version of of uh of just Jerry the King Lawler just instead of puppies yeah. just like you were going like oh but look at that but <laughs> and it was yeah. like you know, so instead of puppies he was like booty and it yeah. just was crazy to me and I'm like and I'm like okay I'm not sure exactly what he said but like you said I'm like so yeah. it wasn't just me. He was ass, basically ass, going, ass, ass, yeah. ass, 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 I don't know. It seemed like he was getting way too excited sometimes, and I couldn't remember really, his age. Like really, just excited voice, and I'm like, I'm like this guy, whatever he said, he's talking too fast, and his voice goes kind of squeaky, like Chris Tucker. And I'm like, this guy needs to calm down. <laughs> so, also, on top of this, her husband is in the match. Yes. <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> It's like that, that's my whole thing. But, like the thing with the Bullet Club and the Kingdom has been going on for a little while now, and for a little bit they did kind of an angle where Carl uh, Anderson was supposedly madly in love with Maria until the Bullet Club killed her. Uh, but yes. and, and it was so ridiculous. <sighs> and and, and like... New Japan is obsessed with Maria. Like they just don't know what to do. Yeah, it's like okay, I, I she is lovely, and but she's also a pretty charismatic manager. She's one of the best managers in the indies right now. Yes, and as a manager, more than like she's not she's not a valet. She's actually a pretty good charismatic manager, is what we talked about on you know when we talked about previously on I think on our WrestleMania Might recap ROH show. Yeah, an ROH show and things like we've talked about it repeatedly. How the difference is that thing like SoCal Val. SoCal Val is a manager. She's not a valet. She's a manager. And Maria Canellis is a fantastic manager. But this match was very. This match stuck out a lot on this show. Go ahead, AW. But she distracted from the match. Exactly. Is is my problem, though, because the match is actually probably. Way better than people will remember. Because if anything, like especially people who speak the language and understand, they're probably gonna remember it more as basically just seeing the announcer go crazy, like oh, he, he, he. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good match. Like uh, what's the other guy, Machine Gun? Was his name Machine Gun? Carl Anderson. Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, Machine. I like him. Yes. Yes. I really like him. Yeah. I you really know like why him. I like him? He is like their hardcore, uh, hardcore. How was his name? Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly. Dude used to walk around. The dude used to walk around with the weight in the WWE. In the yes, WWE. Yes. Yeah. He is like their version of hardcore Holly to me, and yeah. I used to love that he guy. He is that guy's the awesome. facto leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah, like he's the, the one. I love he's the, the one that came already. up with the name. Uh, specifically, he's the one that specifically laid out the rules of naming the the club. Technically, it's supposed to be just called Bullet Club, not the Bullet Club. 
and he definitely didn't want to like he didn't want to what was like his thing it was like he didn't want to thaw him and him and fergal devitt finn balor uh they said they did not want it to have three letters because every wrestling faction has three letters and he also did not want it to start with the let with the word v so it is just bullet Bullet Club. club and it'll say on the shirts bullet club uh, and that's kind of like his thing, and he's the mastermind. Him and and uh, I would and get a Bullet Club shirt and start running around wearing them, but it'll probably lead to You'll, the wrong you will be, idea. No, here's the thing: you will you will fall you will fall in with the other 300 Bullet Club shirts at any wrestling show. <laughs> and and the other yeah, but it'll yeah, but where I am other 20 or 30, me. you'll see it at Anime Con. Yes, <laughs> there's a reason. Well. Though not right, at this exactly. I do it where I, I am scenes. Since people are not aware of things, if I do it here, they're like, wait, hmm, this guy's wearing a shirt that says Bullet Club. Hmm, like, that guy wearing a shirt that says Bullet Club. Yeah, it's going to be some trouble I'm not looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I can't do it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, uh, I'm from the hood too. Yo, Little Havana, represent. Hi, Lil. Kind of a hood. And I'm just a white kid from suburbia. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, next putting match, that aside, next match. Season. Next match, uh, an interesting kind of, we have to put Hiroshi Tanahashi on the uh, card somehow match. Uh, <laughs> no, not true. Not true. This no, this was, this was a, a This feud. is the feud of the year in wrestling. Yes. This is 2015's feud of the year with Toru Yano and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes, it was fantastic. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, the once in a century talent, uh, as he eloquently puts on all his on every part of his tights. Uh, the fantastic air guitarist uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the, the the man that I the man that I say I, I make the comparison of saying. Hiroshi Tanahashi is not New Japan's John Cena. John Cena is WWE's Hiroshi Tanahashi. Exactly. Taking on Toru Yano, uh, who is absolutely fascinating in this match, and and was uh, well. Let's look that into it. He was fascinating in this match. He got a good character. Uh, I'll start AW AW once again. With th- with this match in particular, this has been a long going feud. This is, uh, as I said, this is probably the best booked feud in pro wrestling for the year of 2015. I'll let you talk about the match, but I need to tell you about the feud. So go okay, ahead. Okay, obviously there's something I don't know because Th- this this has like, been something that I has been going on. I can tell this is a big one by the way it was getting to it, but I'm I just couldn't shake the feeling. I'm like. Maybe I'm too early saying this because I don't really know much about the fandom, but I could not shake the feeling, Yano sucks. <laughs> like, I don't like this guy. Okay. <laughs> he yes. sucks. Yes. So maybe okay. I don't know. All right. Maybe so, I'm too early saying that. No, that, that's good. So let me provide the context. Okay. Earlier in the year, uh, in, in a tag team match, uh, or, or was it a singles match? Just some random singles match. Yano got a win, a pinfall win over Tanahashi. And, and he did it 
by pulling on his hair and then rolling him up for for a pinfall. He just pulled him down to the crowd by his hair and covered him up for a pin. Tanahashi was pissed. Just like, how the hell did this happen? And then a couple of weeks ago at another New Japan show, the rematch happened and Yano did it again. <laughs> and this started happening like in tag team matches and everything. Like even Tanahashi for a while was trying it on Yano himself. And for a while it was kind of going back and forth and just the whole thing about Yano, this shitty wrestler that he is, that he, he's ba- he's basically Santino Morella of New Japan. Oh no, so, no, no, I got a, I got an edge vibe from him. Not Edge and Christian just sucked, but they would just cheat to win well, and they would start fusing. No, he seemed like Edge. edge Christian Carrasco. Santino Morella. He's Santino Morella. He he is the comedy wrestler. That that somehow has managed to get me the shadiest. Santino of- is at least entertaining. I, this guy just sucks. <laughs> this, like the this is of of uh, of of, yes. of King Omega. No, your reaction is exactly correct. Your exact your reaction is exactly what it's supposed to be. And he was getting wins over the biggest guy in the company. Yes. The guy who brought New Japan back from almost death. And like the the top wrestler in Japan in like the last 20 years, the man, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And it it pretty much broke the game. This this may be off topic and irrelevant, but has he ever been in the ring with Kenny Omega? Has he ever had to fight him? Um Yano? I don't think so. We'd have, we'd have uh, to look because, it up. We'd probably because, just search. Because Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega came into New Japan as a heel straight away, and Yano is a heel himself, so not likely not likely right away. No. That needs to happen, because I think that's probably the only person you can put in the ring that would probably just kill all the fun of a Kenny Omega match for me. Because this... <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> and that, I, I can see how people like him, but I'm like, he's annoying. That's exactly like, right. He is annoying. annoying. Yes. He is like, annoying. That's the idea. Him. Yes, A.W., that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Exactly. How, you are correct. How you to get multiple wins over Tanahashi? Nobody knows. It's just, everyone is just like, how the hell did this happen? And in a weird way, it has been the best feud in pro wrestling for all of 2015. Because uh-huh. it's just like, what the hell even is this? Yes. And it's the greatest thing. It's a testament to the fact that Tanahashi can make anything work. Yes. He is the greatest. Yes. Uh, Swag, Swagger, what did you think of this? I I cannot wait for Tanahashi to put out his first Visual K album, because that hair is majestic. <laughs> yes. He has yes. the greatest yes. hair in the universe. I'll start with yes. that. Yes. Hiroshi yes. Tanahashi. Slay. He reminds me of Raider from the Gazette with that hair. If anyone knows who <laughs> Raider is from the Gazette. It, it's just, yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's magical. Um, Tanahashi is everything John Cena is not. John Cena wins everything, but you don't care because you knew John Cena was going to win. He's not, he's not, he doesn't make matches all that entertaining. He's just sort of generic good guy. I am like, Tanahashi is. I I would give John Cena more credit than, but yeah, go go. I'm, I'm, yeah, is the rock plus, and I'm saying this out of context of the current news, the height of Hulkamania. 
Like he is the rock plus that. He's got a little bit of an, like he's, he's got sort of the rock and roll vibe, but at the same time, like he is just the hero of heroes. And, and kind of as, as DJM said, Yano's just kind of like, like the heeliest of heels. He's just, he's the there. scummiest of the scummy. I like, I, I just, the first thing I said at the beginning of this, <laughs> the beginning of this match, that's a nice red chair you got there, Yano. Cause you don't see chairs anymore. Chairs have, have, are no longer cool. And I like that Yano's like, oh, fuck y'all, I'm bringing a chair. Yes. And, and it was, it, as a match goes, like, I see where probably how this feud works is like, you see, uh, you know, in New Japan, unlike WWE, I don't feel like the wrestlers are treated like superheroes. They're human. They're, they don't always win. They, there's feuds. They have, you know, it's not, you know, they're, 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 more humanized Tanahashi is the one who is allowed to be a superhero right now because he is he is a total superhero he has probably the best frog splash ever and that's including the late Eddie Guerrero like his frog splash is perfection and just the the way this the tail end of this match goes where no matter how shady Yano goes he cannot beat Tanahashi Yes. No matter how hard he tries, no matter how many hits with a chair, Tanahashi's like, no, this is mine. Yes. This and is that, over. This, this, this stupid no, I'm glad, I'm glad are finished. done. Yeah. And it yeah. worked. It was great. Was, I, 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 Tanahashi can do no wrong as far there as was, There was a video Thank on you. Squared Circle. I want to say there's a video on Squared Circle that somebody posted. Uh, I don't know if it was recent or a while back, but it is a video of uh, – Jushin Thunder Liger on a variety show that after a late, you know, late night out with the, with the boys, with the good brothers, uh, decides to sneak in into various wrestlers, uh, hotel rooms early in the morning and try to pin them while they're asleep. Uh, he goes, he tries a couple of them. Uh, I don't know who it was. I forget who it was. I think it was, uh, Togi Makabe who immediately woke up. No, no, it was Hanma. We'll talk about Hanma. Uh, Hanma was the one that immediately was up as soon as the door opened. Cause apparently, I, I, I assume because he's got maybe a few, uh, uh, connections and some issues. <laughs> so he probably is a little bit asleep with one eye open, but just Japanese. We won't get into it. But, uh, but of course he, even with that, he still got pinned. He was the only one that got pinned. Uh, everyone else kicked out at two counts, even though we're, they were dead ass asleep. They're dead ass asleep. You hear the ref go one, two, and they literally kick out. Like, kick out. Not like wake up and like look around. They kick out. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not the finish. It's like, Tanahashi kicked out at one. Of course he did, because it's Hiroshi Tanahashi, and he's the greatest. <laughs> Tanahashi kicked out at one, and I was like, it, of course. Of course he does. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi. He is the ace. He is the high-flying star. He also, is the talent that only comes along once every 100 years. If I didn't know any better, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you're a huge time, fan of Tanahashi. He is the seven-time <laughs> IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He is the man with the longest title reign and the man that has held the title more total days than anyone else in history. Yes. Um, also, I learned another fact that I wish I didn't learn, uh, but Tomoaki Homna sleeps naked. And that's just, that's something I didn't need to know. And I learned from that, that video. It's just, I just figure that's another deathmatch thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> he was yeah. up. <laughs> Ta- Tanahashi finally dealt with Yano. Yes, I finally dealt with Yano, and that was a fun contest. Oh, and now we get... Y'all know it won't be the end of it. Yeah, no. Uh, Yano and of course, me... the, the match ended with Tanahashi wiping his sweat on a towel and throwing it into the crowd. Oh, yeah, no, he was that provided the, the classic. The fans were providing the towels, and it was like, okay, I'll get yours here. <laughs> like, okay, because, cool. Because Tanahashi sweat heals diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. That is a scientific fact. Uh, and with that fact, we move on to the first of the two main events of the evening. We had for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, we had uh, for the first time challenging the for the title, the man that I think I it wouldn't be a far-fetched thing to say pretty much made this title, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, taking on... The wrestling community's favorite Japanese wrestler, the <laughs> king of strong style. Shinsuke Nakamura. The king of strong style, Nakamura Shinsuke. Is that what they call him? Yep, he is the of king of strong style. Uh, taking yeah, on Hiroki Goto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking on Hiroki Goto, uh, defending, I believe for the first time, this is his first title defense as Intercontinental Champion. Kind of a re- a getting the rematch clause. Uh, um, also, AW, just for you, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song is the opening theme I use for the A3K podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why it sounds familiar? Yes. Mm, <laughs> that is probably why it sounds familiar. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, cause I'm, like, I'm like, where have I heard? Why do I know this? I know that song. I'm like an idiot. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect hype music. It is classic hype music. Yes. Winkity wink. Um, I'll go with uh, Swagger. This is not your first time seeing Shinsuke Nakamura for sure. Russell Kingdom uh, or Hiroki Gota. Another Hiroki. guy who who along with Tetsuya Naito in New Japan's main event scene, Hiroki Goto, is another guy that I really think often goes under the radar, but is an absolutely fantastic talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, what was your thoughts on this contest? Uh Shinsuke is so everything I, I heap on Tanahashi, Shinsuke is the coolest Japanese wrestler. He, he is a he cool really motherfucker. Is. He really is. He is. is I, I don't know a word of what he says, but I agree with him. Yes. He is <laughs> so he is he's pure electricity in a you're, way. You're standing there. That, Swagger, I'll teach you one thing. Just when yes. if he ever talks to you, just go, hi, hi, hi. Just say hi over and over again. Hi. Hi. Uh-huh, he is, yeah. He's pure electricity. But so he's, he's like <laughs> uh, honestly, that's not a terrible comparison. He's like The Rock with like a side of Eddie Guerrero because like, he's with a little attitude. bit of Mick Jagger, a little bit of well, no, a little bit of Freddie Mercury. And I just want to say JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I want to yes. say four words: Red Sequin Ninja Jumpsuit. Yeah. Who gets away with that? Who gets Shinsuke away with Nakamura. that? And makes it that Shinsuke Nakamura. Cool. Yeah, that's who gets away with it. Yeah, he is. And his he, normal ring gear is a red Michael Jackson jacket. Yeah, that's his normal. He is, that's just he is, Tuesday. <laughs> I and like full disclosure, he doesn't win this match, and I loved this match. This like to me, this is like how do you follow this up? You had a great match. Goto is. I see what you're saying about him being underrated. Like he, you put him in the you like. The thing about the really, really, really good guys in any promotion is they, they're really good, but you gotta give them someone who can keep up. 
someone who can who can who can tell a story with them and Goto absolutely did that um and it felt also this is felt, another one that had like months literally years of of storytelling as well just this whole show had a lot of really culmination booking wise yeah. so but and especially between these two mhm and, and like I'm, I'm a a, a you know a Shinsuke fanboy. He Shinsuke. is. I, I I suck it. My Japanese is non-existent. <laughs> no, no. Everyone likes Shinsuke. Everyone is, does. He he's better than probably anyone anywhere doing anything in wrestling right now. He just he has he has the crowd in his. He hand. is. He is. Every second he is. He is in the ring. Yes. And he it's is 2015's wrestler of the year, yes. without question. Uh, he's <laughs> he's the best guy I've seen right. in forever. Now, like, of course, he's, he's and he and he doesn't win, and I'm still like, yeah, you know, all hail. This, yeah, and of course, this he, is he can do no wrong. Of course, this is from us. Uh, we obviously know us uh, know him. Somebody who's seen him before. Uh, we we loved him, of course, and we we he balled. I, his I literally went. After I first saw him, uh, I watched Wrestle Kingdom 9 just because these guys told me, hey, this exists and it has English announcers, which makes it easier. Um, I went and watched like half a dozen of his matches on YouTube immediately. He yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but it'd, it'd be interesting to, with all this yes. praise, it'd be him, interesting him to. And Tana, him and Tanahashi were the ones that really carried New Japan for like the last six, seven they they that, they did what the Rock and Stone Cold did for WWE in the mid nineties essentially. Yes. That. that that being said, it'd be interesting These to find out. Guys. These be, are the two guys that really made New Japan as big as it is right now. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. A dub, you kind of coming in a little initiated, obviously, you know, coming off all this praise. What was your thoughts seeing Shinsuke Nakamura and, and, and Hiroki Goto, this guy, this match uh, well, one since that's already been stolen from you, but that outfit was awesome. <laughs> yes. And Nakamura, like I said, I'm glad he kept using the word electrifying because my joke with The Rock is he was the most electrifying person in wrestling because when he left, they lost their spark. Apparently, that spark went to Nakamura because that fella has it. He is. <laughs> yes. He has all the electricity. Yeah, he, and you br- and you brought in the JoJo, and the JoJo uh, comparison is definitely apt for sure. Take a drink, everybody. Yes. I, I was hoping I wouldn't hear JoJo. But, uh, <laughs> I, I do it for Jack. But in his fighting style, it's, I look at him kind of like a pocket Batista. Like if Batista was faster, that, that'd be it. He's like, he kind of reminds me of Batista, his fighting style for some reason. Uh, again, uh, Shinsuke, kind of sense. Shinsuke is known as the king of strong style. <laughs> So, uh, in regards to New Japan, like he he is the essence of the the strong style of Japanese wrestling, along with all of Wait. his eccentric craziness. Yes, and electricity of rock, and you have like Batista's fighting style. How can I not like that? Yes, really. <laughs> yes, and he has one of the fantastic one of the fantastic moves. It's just a a running knee, but it makes it so fantastic. It is the Bomaye uh, knee strike, and you didn't really get to see it. Pro, like properly hit and flush, which is part of the storytelling of the end of this match. But also, I want to talk about Hiroki Goto's yes. finisher, which is truly my favorite wrestling move in the world, the Shoten Kai. I absolutely love this move. It is like just the coolest. Your favorite, move even more so than. Yes, yeah, mainstream is heck, but your favorite, even more so than CM Punk's move. 
go to sleep. Which originally done by Hideo Itami that, that I saw years ago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Shoten Kai. Yes. It is, yes. It's it's really my my favorite. It's up there. Movie. It's up there. Yeah. It's uh, up there. But I just feel like that's still the best one for me. Mm-hmm. It was one of them, especially done done flushly and, and perfectly against like sized wrestlers. Uh yeah, that one is good. But yeah, the the Shoten Kai is fantastic. And this this match was a was a top tier match. It was fantastic and just the, the, it this was to built me so well. Is, New Japan pro wrestling at it. was this. This was perfect. New Japan. Mm-hmm. But you, you had an additional thought. It's like one of those matches that can have a upset, and you're still cool. Break. Yeah, yeah. It was just so good. Uh, and that leads us to the main event of the evening: uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I think, Deed, you, you give it the proper introduction. Uh, IWGP Hiviku Shenshken Georgia Challenger Okada Kazuchika versus Georgia AJ Styles. Yes, uh, the phenomenal one AJ Styles defending again against the Rainmaker uh, Kazuchika Okada. Um, swagger. Um, a little bit of history. Yes. Uh, Ooh, why is AJ Styles over there? Yes. Because uh, TNA is stupid. Yes, pretty much. They 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 lowballed him, like majorly lowballed him. And then New uh, Japan paid him a lot of money. <laughs> and then New Japan was like, oh, "I just want to say he want to come to New way Japan. Better, way better there. Like they just really, yeah, yeah. Dude was sharding. He's way better there. Yeah. T- now, TNA I, is stupid. As much I'm surprised even. He has the skills. No, they they use uh, for AJ all the. AJ was always good. AJ was always good. He's but... always charismatic. He's always good. And yeah, to his credit, on, when he was given he the comedy, when when he was given the comedy bullcrap, he played it well because he's a funny guy. Like, but he was wasted on that, and th- his skills was wasted were wasted on that, and there were better shown here. He's also here. killing it in Ring of Honor too. He's killing exactly. it in Ring of Honor too, man. Everywhere, uh, but yeah, you know, shown in here. But yeah, Swagger, you you saw. I think it was AJ Styles in uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Yeah, he was somewhere in there. He had a he was somewhere there. I don't think he was in the main event, but he was somewhere. No, in there. Uh, the main but event Okada was Wrestle Kingdom Nine was Okada Tanahashi. Yes, which and was you, my introduction to both. Yes, and I, Okada kind of blew me away in that match in the same way that like Tanahashi has earned my forever love. Okada like like went up against basically wrestled Jesus and made a good show of himself, which is you know which is what you have to do. Um, I'm I I feel like and and this is this could be said the same way I feel about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. AJ Styles is wasted on the Bullet Club or Bullet Club with no the. He's I'm not I'm not like the super AJ Styles fan, but like I you you immediately recognize he is right now probably very near at the top of his game. You know, and, and I and, have said Swagger, the- even like people that only really know WWE, they know the name AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and then when they see AJ Styles is the champion, the heavyweight champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're like, oh yeah, well. 
that makes perfect sense. It's AJ Styles. He's he's awesome. And he, for all intents and purposes, has taken the title that was once held by Sting as being the best wrestler to never work for WWE. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably I mean, there there are other guys on this card that probably would argue that. Uh that would probably be in that, that conversation. But you know, he's he's very good. And yeah. and I feel like like he is a good enough heel on his own that he doesn't need the bullet club. I think, or bullet club minus the Yeah. He doesn't need it. But I, I do like the my one of my this never happens but so glad it happened because in New Japan, they actually appreciate the clean finish. The ref kind of won the match for me by kicking out all of Bullet Club and then giving them a suck it, which I thought was Red yes. Shoes Ano. Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but he's my, my, my second favorite referee in, re- in, in professional wrestling. Yes. Now, Petey Rave, let me throw this to you. Let me throw this in there. Rick Knox, Bryce Rebsberg. Red Shoes Ano. <sighs> well, you're asking me which of my children are, fav- are my favorite. This is not fair. It's like the correct asking answer me- is Bryce because he's a good old Pennsylvania boy. Uh, uh, yeah. I, 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 I go with Rick Knox because he does not put up with the Young Bucks' shit in PWG. I, yeah. It's like, he does not I love with- Bryce Rebsberg. The Young Bucks do all of their crazy Young Bucks shenanigans in PWG, and Rick Knox will super kick them himself. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. But then again, Bryce has been on the show. So it's. That's true. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. and Rich, I don't know. Don't Let's talk me. about the match. Let's talk about the match. Let's talk about the match. Uh, the match itself, the, the title contest between AJ and Okada. Swagger, what did you think of the match uh, overall? Um, I enjoyed it. it this is, it's, a, it's a really, really good way to end it. I, I still feel like following up that, you know, the previous match is really tough. The previous two, frankly, were both really good. But, you know, AJ Styles is very good. Okada is on the, on the, the rocket ship to being the guy. I think he is, mm-hmm. he is the heir apparent to Tanahashi's the guyness. Yes. You know, it he should is. Tanahashi do something else with himself, which he might, you know, like do something else character wise. Mm-hmm. And, and Okada, I think, is ready to take that, that role. Yeah. Um, and, and like the thing is, is like Tanahashi is is quintessential nice guy. Where like Okada seems like he has more of a mean streak in him. Yeah, he is. He is one of I think the leader of chaos. Him and Shinsuke are the co-leaders of chaos. Yeah. However, Okada um, reminds me of. Go ahead, AW. Okay, oh, Okada reminds me of Nobunaga. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas, you know, good guy, but he kind of has that arrogance to him, but I like that. Yes. It's it's well-deserved arrogance. Yes, yes. Fireman carries tosses AJ Styles on the apron, which anytime you throw someone at the apron, that's like one huge trust between the two of y'all because that can go real bad real quick. And just like being having that mean streak, that's not a thing Tanahashi does. No. Tanahashi... uh, I, I will say, Swagger, uh, when 
Tanahashi has gone on loan to other promotions like Noah and All Japan, he he proves himself better than John Cena once again by totally healing it up, and it's oh, amazing. Oh, I see heal Tanahashi. Heal Tanahashi is wonderful. But like, but like Okada never like like Okada never goes heel, but he's the he's the good guy with a mean streak. Yeah, and, and AJ Styles does play a great heel. Yes. Like he he plays the arrogant that that like arrogant super heel that that really like works in a match like this. And it was it was a good match. It had a great finish. I love the the Japanese wrestling trope of the crazy flurry in the last minute minute or so of a match where you get three or four near pinfalls, usually going both ways, and you don't know who's going to win. Like you as the fan are like, this could go either way. And it just it's and it all comes down to that one moment where someone sometimes for the third time hits their, you know, signature finisher move and it's over. Yeah. But it it's like the 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 not you know, one finisher, especially at the end of a big show, is not lights out. It takes two or three. Like it takes you get to trade them back. You think AJ's gonna win and then you think Okada's gonna win and then looks like AJ might pull it out and, and then, you know, that sort of the way and the way they cram that in to the last two minutes of a match really is a thing I wish would permeate the rest of the wrestling world. Because mm-hmm. I think it's it's one of my favorite things about the Japanese wrestling yeah. I've watched. Uh but yeah, I gotta ask, A dub, what was your impression? How, how what was what was your thoughts on the match? First of all, I was completely blown away by AJ. Yeah. Because I'm like, I had no idea. Like, I seen potential, and then he went he went missing. And I'm like, this is where he is now. Oh, yeah. AJ's, AJ's incredible. He's He's been great, like, forever. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. then it's also like, uh, it's also like what uh, P. Rafe was saying. It's, um, it's like that last minute, the last two minutes is... For me, it, the last minutes where they kept back and forth, it reminds me of the last 30 seconds of Splatoon. Yes. <laughs> because it's crazy, and you're like, what the heck? Who's winning back and forth? And, the, and like the whole time I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, just really into it. I'm like, Who, who's going to get it? He got it. No, wait, that's a kick out. It's just. And you're I dealing with the. We access- I, I don't think they could have ended that on a better spot than that match. And you're also dealing with the emotional and existential issue of dealing with whether you're a kid or a squid. Uh, <laughs> Minus that part. <laughs> Minus that part. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it had some great moments. But yeah, yeah as you were saying, hey, no. Yeah, there's like a. That match, I can't think of a better way that could have ended it other than with that because oh, did my headset just mess up? What just happened? No, I, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was saying, I can't think of a better way for them to end it because that match, especially considering that it just followed, it just followed the, uh, it just followed right after the match. Right. That was the match right before with, uh, with dang, I'm forgetting their names. Shinsuke yes, it Hiroshi. just followed that match. <laughs> So I'm like, after that, I'm like, they're, they're not going to top this. Whatever this main event is, they can keep it. They're not going to top this. I was thoroughly proven wrong, and I enjoyed it. Yes. I'm glad I was proven wrong. Yeah. Because you know how you have those big buildups. Like, you've seen other pay-per-views and other uh, events where there's a big buildup. You get to the main event, and you're like, that's it? That sucked. But no, this wasn't it. You get to the main event, and you're like, 
whoa, first of all, there's this guy who I thought I knew who's obviously way better than I thought he was. And then and then there's this intense match that's just unlike anything I've seen in recent memory ever. I mean, because for one thing for me, I feel like too much of the wrestling for the mainstream is just, you know, it's just like a little too much showboat. This one was really showing off the main thing that you want to see in a wrestling match. You want to see good mat skills. You want to see some you want to see some strikes going on, some good mat skills. You want to see some grappling. You want to see an amazing match, and that's what you got from this one. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I just went back and forth. This is some good guys. Like this is just quality wrestlers. And, uh, and I'm so happy to see AJ Styles being able to perform on a platform he is deserving of. Yeah, a big stage, like, making big money. Uh. And the stage in New Japan, like like that, the production there, like WWE has nothing on that. That is as good in terms of just pure production value as anything they're doing. Yeah, like there's there the it's shot well. the The announcers, I don't understand what they're saying, but they do. Like it works with the match. They they are they add to it even just in terms of their tone and emotion. You know, it, it it's really, um, it's really amazing what a little money can, with with talent can can do for a wrestling promotion. And just like passion. imagine, like like all I just want is like everyone I love go to New Japan where they will like <laughs> actually know how to showcase you. Yeah, there's not enough. There's not enough said about the announcers too. I, well, I didn't say there's not enough said about the announcers. Wagger, New Japan is pretty much working with every wrestling promotion in the wrestling world. In- Including ROH, uh, yes. like I was about to I, say. Well, I mean, half this roster is ROH, isn't yes. it? <laughs> I <laughs> like, mean, like, like Bullet Club is basically ROH East. Yeah, ROH Super East, East. Uh, in a way. And I love that they kind of play that, but then they play the Japanese contingent in ROH. You're like, no, not so much the Japanese contingent, but like, there was a great, there's a great poster, uh, for, uh, you know, in the, the, for the World of the Worlds that it was almost like, how they split up the rosters on WCW versus NWO. It was like, there was the ROH side, the uh, New Japan side, and then the separate, the separate section for the Bullet Club. It was like, and it was just so perfect. Like, they're not, they're not neither with these guys or with these guys. They're just Bullet Club. And that poster kind of just told a story in and of itself. And it was fantastic. But yeah. And, you know, with, with Ring of Honor, Global Force Wrestling, uh, Triple A or, or I, I think Triple A. I think. AAA. I mean, we had a CMLL championship belt at this. Uh, I mean, One of the major promotions in the UK, and now apparently even NXT. Uh, Triple H is even sending out word to New Japan, like, "Hey guys, hey, it's it's cool now. Let's let's talk. Let's have a yeah, conversation." Triple H. Uh, yeah, and, and, and NXT in in New Japan now. Yeah, even. That would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And New hey, Japan, hey. NXT does a Japan tour. That would be those. Hey. You know? Um. All right, guys. Uh, that was New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Uh, AW Brawler. Uh, overall, what did you think of New Japan Pro Wrestling? While I look for some matches where Tanahashi was a heel for Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> just, just send. Me. I. I loved it. It's, it's like he was saying. The production value is even way different. Like the announcers, I didn't say, I, I should have said it sooner, but enough can't be said about the announcers. 
because I, you know, I remember back when I thought the pinnacle, the best announcer you'll get is like good old Jr. Just oh, slobber knocker. I like thought that was a good uh, announcer. But these ones, if you ever watch the the uh, Japanese version of Ultimate Muscle and how the announcers sound, it's like they're that hype and it's actually real wrestling. I'm like, I didn't. I thought this was just an anime thing and they were joking. But like, and no, they're actually well, that's a reference. And it adds <laughs> once, it, once again, AW New Japan is where all this came from. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Right. It all feeds back and forth, you know. Anime and wrestling—that's where Tiger Mask came from. That's where Jushin Thunder Jushin Liger, Liger. Came and then Ultimate Muscle. That this is where Ultimate Muscle came from. So it's all and now back ba- and forth. basically every New Japan main eventer has a little bit of JoJo in them. Yes. Drink. So stop JoJoing. <laughs> but uh, we do it for Jack D. But I mean, after that. After that, I can definitely say I'm I'm going to be tuning in a lot more and see what else they have to offer. Even if it's even if it's just for Kenny Omega and Jay Styles, uh-huh. <laughs> mostly Kenny Omega. Because again, I want to see him fight the the broom and the blow up doll. Because yes, yes. <laughs> how, can I, how can I turn that out? Like, like that I said, down? we're we're gonna we're gonna, we're I, I've already uh I'm, I have it in I'm the back of my mind. The gears are turned. Spam to me on my inbox. Yes, we'll 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 have you back on. We'll have you both back on. We'll do DDT because uh, that's a journey that a lot of people need to take. Uh, that is an adventure for a lot of people to enjoy. Uh, DDT for sure. Swagger, this is not your first rodeo, but we this is the first time you've talked about protests on the fanny pack. So what is your well, overall? What is your opinion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, both events and this event? I've I've now watched two full events of them, and as far as I'm concerned, they're the best right now. They 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 are you know everything I love about the indies, where it is very much about the wrestling, but you know the storytelling within the matches, and they do have overarching stories, but it is about the wrestling. It is not about the the melodrama, and they have they have the money like WWE to make it look pretty. How can you go wrong? I. In some perfect world, I could pay a couple bucks a month and get English announcers just because that would make it an easier experience. But honestly, like, I watched a four and a half hour wrestling show where I didn't understand probably 99% of the words that were said by members of the, you know, by anyone that wasn't a member of the Bullet Club. And I enjoyed the hell out of myself. I'll probably rewatch a few matches from this because they were so good. And, and that was the way I felt about Wrestle Kingdom 9, although that had announcers in uh, my language but i mean this is if if you if you find the indies annoying because they don't know how to put on a show because they just don't have the tech skills which we've talked about and i've you know said they need to hire some nerds for every indie promotion out there that i've seen uh new japan has the nerds and they know what they're doing like this is this is other than you know some obsession with Maria Canellis, basically flawless production. <laughs> yes. Like it was it just... really, really, really good. The pace of the show was good. I watched a four and a half hour show and I didn't get bored. Like yeah. uh, you get bored watching watching three hours of or two hours of Raw, which is really only like forty minutes of anything after all the commercials. You can get bored during that. You don't get bored during this because every match has got people. Who can go and who can you know put on a show and you don't love them all but you you absolutely respect them all. Yeah, uh, this will not yeah. be my last New Japan show. Yes. Uh, also, Hanma is love. Hanma is life. 
Uh, and Hiroshi Tanahashi is the greatest man that ever lived. Yes. I, I think... If I didn't know any better, I think be you were talking about fanboy. Forever. Like, how do you get better? <laughs> He's if, Tanahashi if Vice. Other, if all the other great wrestlers either go on to movie careers or break themselves and retire, or turn out to be wildly racist, horrible human beings, um, Tanahashi probably will not. He will just start a visual K band and probably be beloved. Marty yes. Friedman will be his guitar player, apparently. Yes. <laughs> no, true, true, facts. true facts. True facts uh, that we all know. Yes. Tana! Uh, I'm looking forward. Uh, we're going to go ahead and find uh, T- Hiroshi Tanahashi's Down Fan Cafe so that uh, <laughs> that DJM could show- join. And that joke was purely for A-Dub. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. New Japan, Shin Home Pro Rest. We have a couple of fans. We've converted a couple more fans, ZJM. Deej, what was your takeaway uh, after experiences and, and hearing their thoughts? Uh, following New Japan for the last six months or so, uh, this was a culmination of quite a few of their big storylines, and they all worked out really well. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Kazuchika Okada, just personally. I'm not the hugest fan of the guy. So him beating AJ Styles, I'm a bit eh on. But overall, uh, this show was as well booked a wrestling show as you can do in 2015. Mm -hmm. Top to bottom, well done. Yes, it slayed. Uh, Yeah, go out there. Check out Shinyu Home Protest. Do yourself a favor. Learn yourself something. Uh, yeah, and that's it for us. And that's it for our thoughts on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'll start with you, Swagger. What particular music-related podcast, maybe, do you have going on on the internet? Or, you know, what do you happen to have going on on the internet? So, uh, Petey and I and a couple of our friends do a podcast called Record Breakers. Uh, it's like the lunchroom table in high school where everybody talk, brings an album, somebody brings an album every week. We talk about it. Occasionally we have guests. DJM has been on the show before. And it is, it has become a really great way to discover music that has been pre-listened to and to hear how much, uh, Brett hates my taste in music. <laughs> but it's Brett a good hates time. Everyone's taste in music. He hates everybody's. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. We're on the Rebelli Network with uh, this wonderful show and several others. Uh, at Four Record Breakers on Twitter. That's for the number four, like the Four Horsemen, because this is a wrestling podcast. And uh, yeah, annoy us. And I am at the Swagger on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm annoying, so yes. I'm sorry. Uh, a Dup, what do you got going on on the internet? Well, aside from Twitch streams and all the other stuff. I've just recently released episode one of the Nintelligent Podcast, which covers mostly Nintendo games, old school games, and sometimes we throw in a little bit of anime and manga involved. Uh, the most recent one was just talking about the Nintendo difference, which just what makes them different uh, from everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's still fresh off the chopping block. It's only been out like a good five days. So, on SoundCloud, I spam it on my Twitter. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> do you, do you spend a good time uh, yelling at people uh, that uh, tell you that the Wii U doesn't have any games? Because uh, I don't have get... time to yell because I'm too busy playing all the games they do have. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, d- don't let the haters get to you. Don't let the haters get to you. 
Uh, like if you look at my timeline, there's so much stuff posted. I'm like, what, what, what are they not playing? I got I just, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am actually tempted to get myself Wii U from some of the titles I, I've I, seen. I, uh, Splatoon looks fantastic. The first thing that has me like, oh, I might want this. Splatoon, the new Super Mario, Mario one. Maker, the Bayonetta two, Bayonetta two, Smash is fun. Smash is fun, and I know people will play it, so I wouldn't mind getting into it and learning it a bit. I'm real old school, and I like old school stuff like Contra and. Yeah, and that's all there too. So I have one game that's kind of like Contra, but you play as people that are ice cream, and you're shooting at these vegetables. Like I play as a character who literally looks like Sailor Moon riding a riding a bomb pop, shooting at a big bowl of noodles. How do you not like that? That's fun. I I I I, I will <laughs> not contend that. Sounds kind of fun. That sounds like fun. I can't disagree. So yeah, I am tempted, but yeah, the Intelligent Podcast. Check it out. Uh, you are also AW Brawler on Twitter. Deej, you got any updates or anything that you want to tell people about? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, PD Rave. Hello, everyone. It's your old buddy Del- from DeltaJuliaMike.com, where we have a brand new podcast for y'all. It is entitled It's In Season, where we'll, we will be watching and reviewing a podcast from the current anime season. The first episode is up on the YouTube... No, not the YouTubes. DeltaJuliaMike.com. It's in your RSS feeds on the iTunes and the Stitcher radios. And uh, we decided that the show we will be watching this season will be Prison School. Because we hate ourselves. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what, what, what comes of that. And DeltaJuliaMike.com. Yes. DeltaJuliaMike.com. Just call me DJM on Twitter. I'm at PD Rave. That's PD is and Willie's Raves and Jamie, all in one word. Uh, the show is at Fanny Pack WP on Twitter, FannyPackWrestling.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the things as well. You can follow us everywhere. Rebelli TV on YouTube. Follow the things, share, like, subscribe. Uh, you know the spiel. Uh, we will back, we, be, we will be back in two weeks with another episode live, uh, or audio taped afterwards. So look out for that. We don't know exactly what we're doing. Probably watching some old wrestling or some new one, whatever. Uh, that being said, that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of Vanity Pack Wrestling Podcast. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Yo! <laughs> Go to sleep, Deech. It's after midnight. Good night, everybody. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>